Hey y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is your favorite hog and predator hunting night vision and thermal optics show. Hopefully, uh, if there's others out there that are our competition, uh, we wish them well, but we wish that their shows would be pulled from the air. No, we're just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Man, You're what a terrible. way to start the show. No, uh, thank y'all for joining us. It, <laughs> it is Thursday. Terrible I know, guy. I know. Uh, it is Thursday. It's another episode. We've got uh, an interesting topic, not a great topic, not a topic I love to talk about. It's important, but... Now that's t- not a great it, topic. Boy, everybody just It's not a great topic right because now. of the subject matter, but uh, we're going to jump into it very soon. The, the voice that you hear, uh, other than mine, Mr. Jason Robertson, owner of Outdoor Legacy, uh, and resident expert of all things night vision and thermal optics. Welcome back. What's going on? Uh, I, I'm I'm a resident, all right? I don't know what but, I'm a resident You know, of, resident, you know, when no. you say like a resident doctor, isn't that somebody that's like pretty much mm-hmm. on probationary period because they're brand new? I think so. that's exactly. <laughs> I think I'm probably on probation. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you're on probation after saying... This was not an interesting topic, so I'm going to go ahead and spill the beans. Not, not interrupting. Because uh, people interrupting. are already clicking Yeah, off, it's not that it's you know? not inter- yeah. uh, interesting, but it's not, yeah. Interesting. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, 2022 uh, current gun control uh, measures, uh, legislation, bills, that sort of thing uh, for here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that a little more. Uh, guys, it is the middle of the summer. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's the middle. Maybe it's past the middle. I, I hope we're past, on the, the uh, tail the end. Yeah, uh, sure. Okay, we're past the middle. It, it, it's it's still the heat of the summer. But um, <clears throat> listen, uh, we really hope uh, that y'all have stuck around through the summer, uh, through the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that we've had a lot of reviews this. <clears throat> can't even talk. <laughs> too excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of re- too excited. A lot of reviews this summer. And a lot of new optics coming. There are more reviews. Uh, so if that's what you like, man, hang tight. Mm-hmm. We are going to have more and more. If that's not what you like, uh, we're trying to sprinkle in these kind of shows as much as we can. Uh, but there is just so much new stuff happening in the night vision and the thermal industry. Uh, really excited about that. Um, I know, I'm just thinking, there's two new night vision scopes mm-hmm. coming. One's already mm-hmm. out. Uh, it's the Sightmark Wraith 4K Mini 4-Power. Mm-hmm. So it's a 4-Power base mag. That optic's out. We've already got that in stock. Uh, uh, iRay, uh, Infrared, they just announced to the U.S. Um, a new digital night vision uh, scope. I cannot remember. I think it's a Bolt. I, I know it's in their Bolt yeah. Uh, platform. I think they're calling it a bolt. I can't remember. They just announced that. That's going to be digital night vision, fourteen ninety nine. Uh, so, not just thermal. While it's mostly thermal, there are yeah. some night vision optics that are that are popping up in there. So, uh, we'll be be talking about those on the show as well. Uh, hey, somebody asked this question, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, somebody left a comment and they said, "Hey, I got this great idea. Y'all ought to." Uh, compare some of these different optics and tell us which one's your favorite. <laughs> I was like, hey, we do that every year. So it was a new listener. So guys, uh, this mm-hmm. fall, uh, we have full intentions uh, towards the end of the year, November, December, of doing what we do. Uh, we've done it for, I guess this will be what, our fourth year? 
Yeah, Barnes? yeah, I fourth so. year there. Yeah, I think gosh, the fourth year, and it gets tougher every single year. It does. Every single so year. we do what's called the best of series, and uh, it, it is yeah, it gets harder and harder, more and more scopes, more and more options. Uh, we're gonna probably break it down into more categories mm-hmm. this year, just because there's too many scopes to to really pile in. But what we do is we choose basically our favorites. And a lot of times it's really tough. A lot of times uh, we don't want to choose one because we might like four of them just as well. But we, but we try to, to break it down and I'll choose my favorite and, and Hans will choose his. And well, uh, then we basically give out some awards to the manufacturers based it, on that. And, and in the past, we've, and we've, we've always done it broken down by price category. But now, you know, with you've right. got 640s that are... <clears throat> creeping into 384 range i mean you got you got coyote hunting scopes competing against hog hunting scopes you know we're going to be creating new categories y'all there's by the time this thing's said done there's we're going to be handing out 50 trophies i'm sure but at some point (laughs) it's it's so hard though i mean and and we'll we'll talk about it more when we kind of get into it but but hans is right i mean when when you take and you take a price category uh that used to have four scopes and now there's probably 16 18 yeah, scopes exactly. and you've got 640s 384s laser range finders no laser range finders i mean one and a half power base mag four power base mag it's just it, it's hard to really start comparing all those and choosing a favorite because they all have different uses mm-hmm. so i don't know We've we've got ourselves into this, so uh, we're going to figure out a way. We might again. You know, we have to break this down into some more categories. I don't but, know. It's like a it's uh, like anyway, a bad relationship. It, you know, you you get in, you don't know how to get out of it. it that's how the best of show. Exactly. We don't know how to we're stop and not do it anymore. So we're going to keep it. We're we're in it. But but I do want to say something. So. Um, I had a guy email the other day and he said, man, I love those every year. I'm looking for a new scope. And he said, I'm not going to buy anything until y'all do that. And I was like, hold up. (laughs) We're not going to do that until November, December, might even run into January. And there's really no reason if you want something, don't wait to see that show and then buy it. There can also be new optics that haven't been out long enough maybe that we don't even include them in there because they just just came out or whatever. Guys, if you're interested in something, give us a call now. I mean, talk to Hans and I. Uh, You can call us at Outdoor Legacy, 877-350-1818, and we will be glad to uh, basically give you that best Mm -hmm. of, per se, Mm one-on-one. I mean, we can talk to you. And here's the thing. We're going to be able to rule out three quarters of the scopes when you tell us what oh, you're doing yeah. and what your budget yeah. is and shooting range we don't have to talk about all the scopes that you know really don't interest you but i just want you to know don't feel like you got to wait for that if you're looking for something you want to know what to buy you're ready you want to go hunting this fall mm-hmm. call us we are glad to help and we would love to have we your would yeah you can do that you can find all our optics at outdoorlegacygear.com you can call and and talk to us 877-350-1818 uh, you want to know what uh, what compares to what, and like Jason said, we can narrow it down pretty quick. But give us a call; you can talk to me. Uh, be glad to help you. But let's jump into this, man. Right. This is like let's I said I, before; it, these topics are not fun for me because it stresses me out. We're going to be talking about 
uh, gun control legislation, which is always surrounded by a very, very tragic, tragic event. Jason, you and I do these shows a couple, seems like a couple times a year, and it always coordinates with a, a mass, what they call a mass shooting or, or a, just a terrible event. Um, as we all know, the event that triggered this latest round of, of I guess, action uh, would be the, the school shooting in Uvalde. Um, gosh, man, it just, as a parent, uh, Jason and, and I, we've, we both have two mm -hmm. kids. Um, you know, my kids go to, to public schools and it's a scary thing, man. You think that, oh, this will never happen in my town or, uh, you know, my town's too small. You know, we, we live in a small town, but man, size of town really doesn't matter. Uh, size of school. It's no. not an, it's not a big city problem or, or what you call an urban problem. It's a, it is a society problem. problem. <laughs> yeah. Problem. Yeah. That's and, right. and that's so right. we are talking about that, which like, again, always stresses me out, make me, makes me nervous because we're talking about gun control legislation. We're talking about violence against children. Uh, and we all want to find ways to, to avoid that. But let's jump into it, Jason. We got a couple of different pieces of legislation we're going to be looking at today. Yeah, so the first thing that was passed um, that was supposed to be, um, you know, in, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to find the right word, uh, it, but because mm -hmm. of uh, the Uvalde shooting was this, it's called the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. And in reality, uh, you know, I, I think this piece of legislation is going to do uh, absolutely nothing to stop those kind of things. And that's the problem. That's what always was, you know, gets to me is that, uh, we think more laws are going to solve the problem, but most of the laws that are passed in these kind of things <laughs> really do nothing to address the, the real issue. But, uh, this was a bipartisan between the Republicans and the Democrats, uh, a, a bill that was passed. This is signed into law. And uh, I've just got a few things, Hans. I'm just going to go yeah. over a little bit of this. Um, these are some, you know, high points from it. Again, this is this is law. This is not something that is, uh, you know, has to go through uh, one of the other chambers of Congress. This has been passed. Uh, President Biden signed it in. So, 18 to 21 year olds now uh, can have a longer than the three day waiting period to purchase a firearm. Uh, there's some, I read up on, and, and this is guys, this is what gripes me about all this stuff. You have to have a law degree to understand it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like stop at a stop sign, you know, it is way more. And y'all know that it's way more confusing. It's bogged down with legalese yeah. and it, it's intentionally confusing if you ask me. And I hate this about all these bills, not even just gun control, but everything. IRS. So it is confusing, but it <laughs> Tax law. Yeah, IRS. <laughs> looks to looks to me like yes, exactly. I don't want yeah. you to know. Uh, looks to me like it's going to extend the waiting period uh, out to to ten days. Uh, could be twelve days, including you know weekends. Uh, it's a little confusing, but again, eighteen to twenty one year olds, uh, it does extend that that waiting period. Um, one thing that they were you know 
you know, that's been a a mantra uh, we've been hearing for a while is these red flag laws. And, and basically it's, Hey, we knew this guy was crazy, uh, but he didn't have a record. He should have never been able to buy these uh, firearms, but he went out and did it. And with these red flag laws, the claim is, well, now when somebody is a, you know, has a credible threat, then a judge Mm -hmm. can remove this person's ability to possess Mm -hmm or purchase a firearm. And so, uh, again, I mean, I think we're preaching to the choir here, guys. But number one, you know, I I don't think that the the crazy guy who's going to go shoot up a bunch of people is concerned about one more law that says he cannot own these. I mean, he's already going to go commit mass murder. I I don't know that one more law is going to stop him. But but he's not, you know, but with this, now the dangerous part of this is the abuse, okay? I mean, if this was a perfect world, and it really was a perfect world, well, we wouldn't have this. If it was a perfect world. But if it was, we would say, hey, this isn't a bad law because we can take the crazy people and, and, and make sure they can't go buy a gun. But we know it's not a perfect world. And this is ripe for abuse. Yep. And so the, the abuse is, is that, uh, you know, somebody can, can say that, uh, you know, whatever the, the guy down the street or, you know, Hans or somebody else says, Hey, this guy's crazy. And he said crazy <laughs> yeah. things and they go and, and petition the yeah. court so that that person's firearms are taken away and they, they can't or purchase this it. person is a hunter and I don't like hunting. So I'm going to go report. The, well, so, yeah, you know, talking about politics and I always get, I get addicted to, to me, politics is like a sport and watching, and I, I, I consume so much news, especially... It's like WWE. Yeah. It's all fake, and you don't know what to so, believe. Yeah, exactly. So I, during election seasons and cycles, too, I immerse myself in politics and watching and, and doing all that. But at times, I just got to step away because I get so aggravated and so angry. And this is one of these times with this safer... Better Community Act or whatever it's called, uh, Safer Communities mm-hmm. Act. Uh, the reason um, we, if if both parties, and there's a problem, I'm not going to say that one part. There's a problem with both parties, <laughs> and the, Amen but if we were really negotiating laws with the best intentions possible uh, to help. A problem. I think a lot of people, if they had more trust in lawmakers, would would feel a lot more comfortable with it. But ultimately, we know what the goal. And here's the thing: it's like we know what the goal of one party is. There's no they haven't they they haven't hide it hit it. If they if they have, they haven't hit it very well. But we know that one party, their ultimate goal is no firearms are legal at all. They, that's their playbook. That's what they're trying to do. Except for yeah, them. Exactly, exactly right. So we know that that is the, what they're trying, and that's what they're aiming for. And we know every time, I mean, Jason, if you and I, two rednecks from East Texas, can see the writing on the wall, we know that the lawmakers that do this, you know, the Republican lawmakers that do this for a living, this is their career, they know the angle that the Democrats are working. And the angle is ultimate, you know, uh, guns taken off the street as are, are everywhere, taken out everywhere. So confiscation. Gun, yeah. Is well, oh yeah. That's been yeah. on the table and talked about too. Um, so when we have these events 
instead of being able to mourn and and really look at the root mm-hmm. problem of this, you have the a, a party that jumps and seizes on opportunity. Uh, and we've said this in, in the past, you know, don't let any um, uh, crisis go to a good go crisis. To waste. Go to yeah. Waste. yeah. yeah. This is an opportunity. It's always an opportunity to chip away at the second amendment and they know they can't get it all in one piece, but they know they can chip away at it. And in most of the cases in the past, they have been largely unsuccessful. This one, uh, this one passed (laughs) the safers community act Mm -hmm. passed. And it is true with bipartisan support, 10 Republicans voted for it. Um, now, you have both sides saying, uh, positioning themselves, saying we got exactly what we wanted, which the Democrats didn't get exactly what they wanted. Um, mm-hmm. But the goal of the 10 Republicans were to go back to their constituents and say, see, we did something. We care about him. Uh, you know, we care about schools. We par- care about kids. And we did something about this. So breaking down this law, Jason, like you said, there's a lot of legal ease and a lot of things that really the red flag laws, like you talked about, which are a slippery slope of, you know, where does it stop? What, uh, you know, at what point can a law like this be taken and just, you know, taken to an extreme like is like it's done in, in California and New York with some of the, the laws that they, they pass over there that make it, you know, they just had a, uh, a law in New York that went to the Supreme Court and it was turned down by the Supreme Court that made it basically impossible to get and and have a firearm because of all of the permits that you had to have. You had to have, uh, you know, all this written documentation from, I guess, law enforcement people saying that you were fit and well enough to have it. It was, Jason, the hurdles to, to even get and, and purchase and possess a firearm were so crazy that the the Supreme Court said no. This is this is blatant, you know, obstruction of trying to, you know, uh, have mm-hmm. access to the Second Amendment. So, it again, we know what the end game is. Um, my, I'm going to talk about Texas politics because Jason and I are in Texas. Uh, John Cornyn, one of the senators that voted for them, mm-hmm. he was the leader of this, y'all. He yeah. was. I was going to say, yeah, he was he was helping to write the legislation. Yeah, in my understanding. So I mean, he wasn't just a he vote. was. I mean, he was the, he was he was the top it. Republican representative of this bill, yep. and then uh, along with one of the Democrats that were the top ones that were designing this bill. Um, he has had some pretty tough uh, elections in the past, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm done. <laughs> I I don't. I mean, yeah. Right, Jason, you could be running against him in a primary, and I'd even vote for you if that not tells you how bad. That's yeah. pretty. That's so, saying a lot. I but, mean, that's saying if you would vote for me, that's but, a lot. You know, it kind of ter- it shows you how much politics goes into play here. Um, red flag laws is one part of it. Uh, you know, there's they the Republicans keep talking about the mental health aspect of this, which it's like. What does that even mean? <laughs> what do you, you're, we're yeah, like, okay, right. we're going to donate $2 billion to whatever, you know, when, mm-hmm. you know, all, it seems like all of these shooters popped up on so many different radars before this happened that, uh, and, and nobody did anything about it. So 
what's two billion dollars thrown at some organization going to yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of the two billion dollars, I mean, let's be honest. We know what that means. That just means that there's there's that money is going to be if there's two billion spent, you know, one point nine nine of that will just be put in somebody's back pocket. There's going to be organi- organizations started. There's going to be that's what's way too much money. Uh, so so speaking of that. One billion of that is supposed to go to these school safety grants. And I tried to read about it. One thing the bill says specifically is that that money cannot be used by schools for any type of dangerous weapon training. So what that means is, is if if your school, which uh, a lot of these Texas school districts around here are doing this, a lot of the local districts in my area are now arming teachers. So we, the, the state of Texas does allow that. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously there's some protocols there, some training and what have you. But again, this will not allow, specifically not allow schools to use that money to train teachers to uh, carry, handle, or mm-hmm. use any, quote, dangerous weapon. So, you know, what's the best way to stop a bad guy with a gun? We all know. Class, uh, a good guy with a gun. And, yeah, but what are we going to do? We're going to be be sure in this billions of dollars that we don't have mm-hmm. that happen. And, again, we're all about training. I don't want, you know, if a teacher's going to be in there with a gun, she needs to know how to use yeah. it. He, she, whatever, they, they need to know how to use it, especially around people i mean a a crowd of children and whatever so i'm i'm all for training these teachers but can't spend that money on that then the other billion was for mental health something or another i don't even know i mean i'm reading i'm like i don't even know what they're going to do with this money they're they're gonna i can tell you it's going to be blown and it's just it when they talk about to me i feel like this and i don't know this for true but when a bill or a law or something talks about all this money that they're investing in something mm-hmm. to me that seems like that's going into some lobbyist firm or some it it seems like all the money yeah. in washington yeah. gets recycled so it the government gives it's, it to washington yeah machine. the the government gives it to organizations that again funnel it back up into washington and to the politicians and i just it, it there's a reason why the distrust level is so high and y'all we know i mean if you watch this show regularly it's probably because you uh we are all like-minded, so I don't think we're offending anybody mm-hmm. in this. But I have two family members that work in a school um, that are that carry in school. They're, I guess, you have to be designated and trained and all that. But um, they carry in the school, and I trust them more around my kids with a firearm. And if there was an issue, them, ha- you know, jumping in and doing what they could more than what we kind of saw out of the. Uvalde Police Department, <laughs> and I that I hate to say yeah, exactly. say that because I I know you know uh, law enforcement uh, are just heroes. I mean, and they've always been a hero of mine. Um, but to see what we saw in uh, in in Uvalde with the police department, it there was uh, somebody was talking, uh, and they said, you know, all these signs, Jason, were. It's like you go into a restaurant, they say no carry, and it's got this code. And if you see mm-hmm. this code, you can't carry in mm-hmm. there or in a, some school function, you know, whatever. The guy's like, well, let me back up. Jason, do you remember the, the, the young man in Ohio 
that he's a 22 year old kid, Ohio, I think it's Ohio just passed a, a right to carry. So you, anybody could own or conceal and carry, uh, I think it was Ohio or Indiana. One of those two. Are you talking about the kid at, at the, the mall? mall? Yeah. They, that state oh just gosh. passed. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what state I, the state yeah. just passed the right to carry or whatever, where anybody could carry without getting permits. Was it a constitutional, constitutional carry? Yeah. That, that's what I was trying to constitutional carry. And, Took out a guy, you know, in 10, 15 seconds. He, uh, it was unbelievable. Hey, I, I wish we'd, uh, if I didn't know you were going to talk about it, we'd look that kid yeah. up. I mean, oh, yeah. kudos to him. He did. So, so, and I'm going to go rabbit trail real quick. That's the kind of person we need to know yeah. his name, not the last shooter's name. I mean, we need to know that that's, right. to me, those are the heroes that the media ought to be blasting for weeks and talking about. Why, why not make as big a deal out of that and say, wow, this yeah. is amazing. Look what this guy did to stop what could have been potentially yeah. lots of people dead. This is why we need more firearms. Let's make this guy the so, hero. But instead, they do it to some yeah. kid who, you know, that, that gripes me so much is that these, these shooters, these murderers are the people that become famous. And again, we can get into that. That's why they keep well, doing it because it's, they get all over the The reason news. why I brought, brought up that young man, that, that young man hero from whatever state he's from, <laughs> by the end of the show, Jason, look it up for me. Cause now it's, I think I it's Ohio. I'm I trying. think it's Indiana. <laughs> I I'm going to look. Um, so he, he carried his, I, I believe, if I'm, if I remember correctly, that mall basically is one of those you cannot carry a firearm in here, you know, written everywhere. But he carried his firearm in there. Um, I, you know, from what I'm hearing from everybody and all that, you know, these people that are heavily involved in the second, you know, the Second Amendment community, they're like, carry everywhere you go. Who cares if? Applebee's has a sign on their door that says, don't bring your pistol in here, you know, because <laughs> if somebody goes up and shoots up a restaurant and you're carrying and you're able to, uh, you know, to take care of the situation, who cares if you get, you know, you get in trouble for carrying your weapon into, you know, Chili's, <laughs> whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I want to be a little careful yeah. here before Hans is passing out advice. Don't on, take it into in, government in, buildings. In, <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, exactly. In some states, and I mean, there, there's a couple different things here. It, it could be, and every state has probably got different rules on this. In Texas, you've got to have certain signage. Yeah. And they call it like a 30 aught six. Now they might have changed the number on that. Uh, it was yeah, three. Awesome. 30.06. I mean, it was a sign that had to be a certain font, a certain size. I mean, it, everybody saw it. You knew what it was. And a concealed carry uh, holder had to uh, legally follow mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Now, if I just went up there and put a sign on the front of my door that said no guns or yeah. whatever, you can't carry, that wasn't legal. Now, however, that business still has property, private property rights. So if they somehow, some way, I don't know how they would know, but if they knew you were actually caring, they could ask you to leave and they had the legal right to do so. And it could be, you know, uh, trespassing mm -hmm. at that point. But hey, your, your mall shooter deal. So uh, it is Indiana. Okay. All right. And I'm trying to, uh, uh, here we go. Uh, the armed civilian was identified as 22 year old. Oh gosh, I don't want to mess his name up. 
Elisha, E-L-I-S-J-S-H-A. Elisha. Elijah. I'm going with Elijah. Dickin. Yeah. Elijah. It just looks but different. But they call him, uh, now they call him, they call him Eli. The Bible. Yeah, that's, that's what I would yeah. Eli. I don't know why. I know why. That extra, it's the J in there that messed me up. Yeah, Eli Dickin. Um, so, yeah, it is Indiana. He's 22 years old. Funny, we're calling him a kid. Just shows you how old we are. We're twice oh. his age. Um, but but seriously, kudos to that yeah. guy. I mean, that's a yeah. hero. He saved a he bunch of people, potentially. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm going to tell you something else, too. If you haven't done it, go look this kid up. Go look at the details of how far yeah. away he was yeah. when he shot and how many times he hit him, including his first shot. Oh, it was I'm it telling was you crazy. what. I, I I can't I would not want to get into a shooting match competition with this. No, guy. no. No way yeah. I could do it. I mean he was fantastic. And, and that tells you so, the importance of of, of practicing with your your sidearm. And I'm terrible at that. I hate hate shooting pistols. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I know. I, you know It's not I, my thing I, either. I, I, I love do rifles. it because I have to, but I, yeah, I, don't I love rifles and I carry yeah. A pistol with me everywhere, but I hate shooting it. I mean, it's just like if if I'm gonna shoot a pistol, I want to like go with the kids and go shoot. Yeah, a exactly. You know, I mean that's fun. You can plink, you whatever. But getting out there and, and shooting a, a, a nine millimeter or a three eighty or a forty. Well, I see all these guys up. Hey, I want to go I see on. All these guys practicing. You know where they practicing pulling out their their weapon or whatever. Mm -hmm. I know if when I have to do it, I'm gonna pull it out, drop it on the ground. It's just gonna be like bad news. It's gonna be bad leg. news bears, yeah. you know, try to it will play be. cop or something. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. Hey, I wanna move on here because because we're running out of time, but so I because we hadn't even talked about a, a bigger issue that uh, we'll get to. So in this Safer Communities Act, I know I mentioned this, but this red flag law, that's the, that's the real it scary is. part yeah. to me. Because, again, w once this gets, you know, someone's made this claim against you, you don't go to a jury trial. It goes before a judge. And we don't have to have a beyond a reasonable doubt that that's not required anymore. It's um, clear and convincing evidence, or the preponderance of the evidence. It's it's a, it's a much lighter mm, yeah. requirement, and so it, it really can be upon that judge. So, and, and they call this one of these things they've put in here. They call it the boyfriend loophole. So let's say that uh, somebody is married and there's been domestic abuse in that marriage, there are some laws that were in place uh, that mm -hmm. would allow, um, you know, that person to, you know, have the firearms taken away or not be able to, to purchase them or whatever. Well, this boyfriend loophole is for all the people who uh, aren't actually legally married. So whether it's, again, a, a boyfriend, mm -hmm. a, a live-in, a whatever it is, in that relationship and, and what the problem that I have with this is now uh, we are allowing the courts to decide what this domestic relationship is. So somebody went on a date one time. I mean, is that your boyfriend or do you have to go on three right. dates or do you have to, I mean, how does this work? I, I have, have no, no idea. idea. I'm an old married no. man. I don't know. But the problem is we don't know. 
but the well, courts that, are going to be and, and we know so that's that's scary yeah too. we know that there are activist judges i mean there's no doubt about it and that's and right. here's the concern too is well the red flag laws are to go after individuals but what's to say that that can't be a blanket you know after the world of the pandemic and and of covid and just yeah. the the widespread uh regulations that were blanketed to to entire communities you know what what's to say mm -hmm. that a red uh red flag law can't be uh, uh blanketly blanketly <laughs> i don't know what that means or just blanket yeah just extended you, and, i don't know i don't know what the yeah, word is but like just you know <laughs> it were a a segment of the population or a group of people or a community hey yeah um you know this community has high gun crime so we're just going to red flag law mm -hmm. everybody in this community. <laughs> so we're, that's yeah. always been the problem. And the reason why Democrats seem like they've won it is because of the vagueness, the gray area, the flexibility of it, the ability that's to right. expand it. Uh, you know, under these emergency orders, which is where we got a lot of the COVID regulations, um, and this video is going to be so flagged on YouTube. I'm just dreading it at this point. I know, Every time I'm I say like dreading, COVID, I'm I just know, dreading exactly. it. Um, but, you, you know, there's blanket regulations that are going out. That, that's, that's, how, that's how shady politicians operate. <laughs> and it's these, these it weird blanket laws that can be expanded. And anyway, um, so you want to so, talk about the other one? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to jump into one more here before we we wrap this up. And guys, listen, we know this has all been regurgitated in the news. Uh, we know that we're not bringing anything new to the table, but we're just talking. We're just two East Texas boys. Uh, we're talking to I imagine mostly like-minded people. It's just a conversation. So I don't want you to feel like, well, I didn't learn anything. Well, we're not necessarily claiming to, to bring any anything new on this show. We just want to talk about it. We, we want to uh, keep it in the forefront of everyone's minds uh, You know, as we get closer to election time. We need to remember this. We need to remember the uh the democrats that are voting for this we need to remember the republicans that are voting for this uh when there's new candidates coming in uh in primaries we need to find out what their stance is on the second amendment and not just say oh, i support the second amendment well that's vague i mean joe biden says that yeah i mean so we, we need to find out and i'm serious i think that's going to be my takeaway and maybe we're wrapping this here before we're done but to me that's the takeaway that we need to know when these politicians who work for us that we're electing, we need to know what that means. What do you actually, uh, when you say, I support the Second Amendment, how far does that go and how far does it not go? Yeah, as so, long as you're carrying well, I, a I musket, talk about I'm that. okay with that. <laughs> that that's, yeah, exactly. Hey, let's talk about that here in just a second. We wrap this. We don't have to go long on this, but the... House did pass the assault weapons ban of 2022. There were two Republicans, one from New York, one from Pennsylvania that crossed over to vote for this. Um, and this is a horrendous joke of a bill. And if you want to see what the Democrats really want, all you got to do is look at this bill. I'm surprised they didn't put more into it. Um, it's not expected to have a chance to pass the Senate. Guys, this is important. And 
what I mean by this is this is why we voting even in these midterms and they're so important because if we can allow them, the the Democrats to get full control, we're in big trouble. I mean, that's how they get these terrible laws passed uh, that go way beyond this safer communities. So this assault weapons ban, basically Mm -hmm. in a nutshell, I, I, I opened the actual bill and I started reading it and I got so (sighs) confused because there's all this, you know how they, I don't know what that's called. You do it in a research paper. It's like A, B, one, two, three, C, oh, and it just uh, stretches down. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, well, like the hierarchy of, it's so yeah. confusing. You can't follow it. This Nobody is what it boils down it. to. That's the point, though. That is, no, that that's, is, that's, that's why bills yeah, that's are the, 2,000 pages right. long. It's exactly the point. Yeah. That's right. So, so what it was is, is it basically they claim if you own it, it doesn't affect mm-hmm. you. You already own these things. It doesn't mm-hmm. affect you. Um, they redefined what they're calling high capacity. High capacity is, I believe, in this bill, 15 rounds or more. Um, anything that is semi-automatic and can accept a high capacity by, by their standard, high capacity magazine, or has all this other goofy stuff. Um, uh, a, a pistol grip, a collapsible stock, a... Uh, a barrel shroud, a threaded, um, a threaded barrel, which that that's how I many people have that nowadays with suppressors. Yeah. And then they always have to put this one. I love it. I love it when they put this in there. It was in the old 1994 assault weapon ban. Uh, it's the grenade launchers because those are so common and they're so dangerous. We all have these grenade launchers. So if you, <laughs> it's just, anyway, I, I can't, I'm serious. That's, that's one of like the five or six things. One of them is a grenade. I mean, that was, does I'm sound like, cool to go hog hunting with. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it sounds <laughs> cool, but, but who's got a grenade <laughs> launcher? Who, better question. Who's got a grenade? Even if I, I, mean, if I knew what? who had a great grenade launcher, I wouldn't even tell you. You, it would. Be. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't care. I hope you got a grenade launcher. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, it's a very, very screwed up yeah. bill. It, it, it basically bans uh, braces that we use on the pistols, like mm-hmm. the you know AR-15 pistols mm-hmm. that Hans and I use. Uh, it, it bans all of that. The braces are gone. All, those are short barrel rifles. Right. All that stuff. So. Uh, Hopefully, this is you know, does is not expected to have any kind of chance um, in the Senate. But again, this is one of those things where elections have consequences, and it could pass uh, if you know later on down the road, depending on what it's the next just election chipping holds. away, man. So it's we, just and, and, chipping and away, the, and, and, and what this is gives them the ability to say, you know, well, we've done this once, we can do it again, you know, and it's. It's, right. It is, and they. It's a long game for them, and just taking little pieces away from the Second Amendment as possible is the goal. So, yeah, yeah. vote. <laughs> you know, vote like your Second Amendment. So it depends on it. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, this is my opinion. Take this for what it's worth. Um, I think the takeaway here is is kind of what I just said. You need to find out who you're voting for, what they really believe. Voting's important. Mm-hmm. And I know, uh, guys, election day, uh, a lot of times uh, we get out there and, and then we're busy that day and we got to run errands and, oh, my gosh, uh, I'm, you know, I'm coming home from work and I forgot to vote. 
go. We got to vote. We got to make sure that we stay there at the polls and we've, we've got to stay engaged. I mean, not just you, your wife, if you got kids that are old enough to vote, they need to vote. I mean, this is, we, we need, because that's one thing that the, uh, opposition is mm-hmm. good at, and that's that's rallying oh, yeah. people and getting them to the polls, whether they got to bus them in there or whatever. I mean, we've got to get to the polls as well. And I'm going to tell you, this is the last thing for me, and this is important. These elections need to start with your local mm-hmm. elections, your local elected officials, whether that's local judges, whether it is your sheriff. Hey, that what is about, a big deal. What about school board? Whoever thought that, oh, I've got to be... School, school I mean, board. goodness gracious. Yeah. I didn't know that they all turned into, you know, run by communists. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know I needed... Now I need it, to go it, vote for yeah. scope, scope, or a school board. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, it's true. <laughs> You've got to start locally. And there's some of these good sheriffs out here. We've got some of them in Texas that... Uh, and I know you all have got some in other states as well. They're like, listen... The, the, the state can say what they want to mm-hmm. do. The feds mm-hmm. can say what they want. I will not enforce it. They can come drag me out of here, yeah. but I, I've got an oath to the Constitution. I am not going to do this. And so that's really, really important because, guys, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, no offense, but while there's a lot of good law enforcement, there is a lot of, of sheriffs, police chiefs, uh, you know, individual cops and deputies that— uh, they're not on our side, you know, and that's that's not a broad brush. I'm just saying mm-hmm. there are some. And again, some of these guys are elected. Mm-hmm. We have the choice yep. and it, it matters. In a lot of a lot of cities, the police right. chief is put in place by, say, the city council. Again, important election. So we've got to make sure that we start locally at home with, you know, the right people in there that will support uh, our constitutional rights, and then go out yep. from there all the way to the state level and, and awesome. national level. So that's our two cents. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish we had all the solutions and the answers, but we just wanted to talk about it. We know it's been a big hubbub in the media recently, yeah. and uh, we, we want to bring it up, talk about so, it on the show. Hey, call us if you want to buy a scope. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's it's yeah, August. We call, want you to buy a scope. Okay, yeah. so we'll get into the wrap-up. Here we go. If y'all are looking for anything night vision or thermal related, optics, uh, scopes, monoculars, whatever, go find it on the website, outdoorlegacygear.com. Give us a call, uh, 877-350-1818. If you got a question about a scope, trying to make a decision, you can talk to me. Give us a call. I'd love to talk to you. Um, you can find... Uh, Jason uh, over on YouTube, on Instagram, and on Facebook at Outdoor Legacy Gear. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and on YouTube at Hans ETX, H A N S E T X. You can find all of our past episodes on the late night vision show.com, uh, all 222 prior episodes before this one. And we look forward to bringing you many, many more down the road. We've got a lot, of, a lot of optic reviews again still to come. Still got some new scopes that need to be released. So excited about showing some video from those. Uh, But thank you for tuning in every week. And thank you for uh, sitting with us for the last 45 minutes as we've ranted about politics, which (laughs) that's always a rant. Exactly. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, We appreciate you. Appreciate your support. Uh, Check back 
Uh, again, if you're looking for the scope reviews, uh, they're not hard to find on this channel. Just go to YouTube and, and, and you know, click on the late night vision show and you're going to see mostly <laughs> scope right. reviews for the last 12 months and uh, there will be more to come. So we look forward to seeing you all again next week. Between now and then, y'all stay safe in the fields. Keep making those bacon pancakes.